Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Looking for a way to build daily prayer discipline? Seen the rise in mindfulness meditation, but not sure if it is possible to meditate in a way that's consistent with your Catholic faith? Just looking for a way to breathe new life into your existing prayer routine? No matter what you're looking for, Hollow is here to help. Hollow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app that helps users deepen their relationship with God through audio-guided contemplative prayer sessions. From meditations on the daily gospel to the rosary to daily examines, Hollow has something for everyone. Hollow is the number one Catholic app in the U.S. It is free to download and has permanently free content, but you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days, risk-free, by signing up at www.hollow.app/breadbox. Judy Hare was a bankrupt, homeless, drug-addicted college dropout on the brink of divorce, but is now a seminary graduate and devoted wife and mother of four children. What happened? Find out in her autobiography, Shattered, How God Restored My Heart and Life. Her journey of faith has been called brutally honest, truly inspiring, profound, heartbreaking, and life-changing. Shattered is available now for only $15 on her website, judyhair.com, on amazon.com, or at your local Catholic bookstore. As Judy says, it is never too late to become the person you deserve and desire to be. So stop wishing for change and start doing something about it by reserving your copy of Shattered Today. Welcome to Journey with Judy, a weekly podcast filled with faith-infused inspiration, information, and an opportunity for implementation. Now, here is speaker, coach, author, and host, Judy Hare. Hello, hello. You are journeying with Judy Hare right here on the Journey with Judy podcast. And it is is the night before Thanksgiving and all is well. Our topic tonight on the Journey with Judy uh, podcast is hateful or grateful. When our kids were growing up, they were not ever allowed to use the word hate. And now that I, as an adult, I, I like to use that word because those of you who know me know that there's so many feelings to choose from. And sometimes hateful just applies. Okay. So we started off this call by talking about our favorite Thanksgiving traditions. So I would like to share mine, our most favorite Thanksgiving tradition since uh, 2003 has been that we spend Thanksgiving at the local shelter. So every Thanksgiving, we would go to the shelter and we would deliver food 
And after about year two, the folks that were there invited us to stay. They asked why we don't stay and eat with them. We had never thought of it. Well, so from that point forward, from 2005 until just two years ago, we spent every Thanksgiving at the shelter. And the week before, we would go trick-or-treating for the shelter. And we'd go door-to-door, and we would literally fill, literally, Gina, fill carloads of supplies, everything they could ever need, and we would stock their shelves. And it was like, what was so beautiful was for about one day, our family was really grateful. We were just grateful and we were loving on each other until we got back home. Now, some of you are thinking, that is so kind and you are such a generous family. And we hear that often. Truth be told, because I am honest, open, and transparent, what prompted this generosity was we did not want to be with our family. So we were trying to figure out how we could spend Thanksgiving away from our own flesh and blood. And we chose for 15 years to be with complete strangers over our own family. So try not to give me too many accolades for the kindness and generosity. It was totally had an ulterior motive. And because God is so good, he blessed us so abundantly that our motive was so impure. And every time we were so blessed. So that was absolutely our favorite holiday tradition. And what's so interesting is our son, who's married in Arizona, he had a Friendsgiving um, earlier this week, and he sent me and, and Bob a bunch of pictures. And there was a whole, a whole table of about 20 plates. And his wife made it clear to me that those 20 plates were going uh, to the homeless people in honor of our family tradition. So I got, she got so many brownie points for carrying on the family tradition. Yes. Okay. So hateful or grateful. We have been through so much in 2020. Um, There's been so many things that we can be grateful for. And at the same time, there's so many things that we have hated about what has been taken away and what has been uncertain and what has felt um, like such a state of powerlessness on so many levels. And so if we're thinking about Thanksgiving, then we're, we're invited to be thankful, to be grateful, to recognize what we have rather than focusing on what we don't have, right? Gratitude is a place of recognizing that what we have is enough. And it changes everything about the way we go about our life when our heart's are full of gratitude. And so I was thinking before I had a heart full of gratitude, like my five day forecast, definitely, typically, not ever, was happy. Like the five day forecast in my house looked more like this. Monday, there was a sad front coming in. Tuesday, there would be some placing clouds. By Wednesday, there were violent storms. And by Thursday, there was like a little mix of happiness and sadness. By Friday, we were hoping for more happiness than expected, only because it was just about the weekend so we could get back on track again. So the truth is, gratitude is a state of being and gratitude is a choice. What's so interesting is when we are grateful, they say that we're happy. So when we are coming from a place of gratitude, it, it says that we are typically happy. So the scalable way to measure happiness comes from a place of mindfulness. So 
that's what's really cool is that it is a state of mind that can determine whether we are hateful or grateful, right? So happiness or gratitude is a feeling of being fortunate, of being blessed, of a place of gratitude, meaning that we choose grateful over hateful. We choose what we are grateful for over what we are hateful about. And it can be a both and. I would propose that we can be both things at any given time. So I was trying to come up with some, some F words. I'm big on F words. You all know that. And so the five F words that we can say on this podcast um, that have to do with gratitude, the number one thing that I am grateful for, the F word this 2020 Thanksgiving is for faith. Absolutely for faith. And coming in like a close number two would be family. Number three would be fortitude. Uh, number four, I'm going with forgiveness. And um, number five, I'm going with feedback. There has been so many opportunities to apply all of these F words in 2020 um, that those are the top five that I chose. I also, for your listening pleasure, chose the top five scripture verses that speak very candidly on the topic of gratitude. So here they are, my friends, for those note takers. Thessalonians says that we are to give thanks in all circumstances. That's the will of God. Not some of them, not the things that go our way, in all circumstances. Number two says, let the peace of Christ rule your hearts and be thankful. Friends, these are not like suggestions. They're kind of commandments. That came out of the book of Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. Number three scripture verse that made our list tonight is to give thanks to the Lord because he is good and his love endures forever. That is totally a reason to be thankful, and that comes from one of the Psalms, Psalm 107. Number four on our list is rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and give thanks in all circumstances. I don't know, Paul said that multiple times in Scripture, and that was actually part of the Jesus calling tonight. And the last one comes from Philippians, and it says, do not. That's a commandment. Do not be anxious about anything. Do not be anxious about anything. Rather, present your supplications in thanksgiving before God. That's it. Like if we could do those, if we could be grateful and do as this scripture commands in five different verses, it's such a great way to be in a place of gratitude because it has nothing to do with our circumstances. Those of you who get that, who I get to journey with in a one-on-one -on -one scenario, you've learned that you get to choose how you show up. You get to choose if you want to be hateful or if you want to be grateful. What you know is gratitude is the key to happiness. Uh, I wrote here that if you forget the language of gratitude, then you will never be on speaking terms with happiness. So if you forget the language of gratitude, then you will never be on speaking terms with happiness because gratitude is just showing thanks. Gratitude is just an expression of appreciation. And happiness, on the other hand, is a feeling because of a pleasant emotion. So it's based on what we were thinking first 
that prompts the emotion of gratitude or happiness. When it comes to gratitude, we got to develop it. We get to be intentional about it. We got to work at it. Practice helps us be grateful over hateful. And practicing being hateful actually perpetuates more hate. So it says here that grateful people are happier 94% of the time. Well, that kind of makes sense. So why are we not that? You've heard the story on multiple times that for as long as my kids have been alive, the, the way they would greet me is what's wrong? What's wrong? Like there was always something wrong. And I would say, I'm fine. You know what fine stands for friends? Frustrated, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. I'm always fine. Or feelings inside never expressed, right? It was typically one or the other. So here's the thing about gratitude. It's, it's not enough just to think about it, just like anything else. Thinking about it, information does not translate into translation. Information is just the surface stuff. We got to dig deeper and we got to go to a place where we implement this very thing that we think about. So we're thinking before we're thinking, right? We're thinking before we're thinking. Here's what I found super interesting. I used to have my kids do this when they were little. I would have them write all the letters of the alphabet, the things they were thankful for. They also had to do that before they dated someone. They had to come up with how many letters? 26. 26 letters of the alphabet. They had to describe the person. That's after they waited 40 days to see if they still were attracted to them and desired to be with them. And then, of course, why would you not take those same letters and come up with all the stuff you're grateful for? Like, that makes perfect sense to me. So here's the deal. 90% of people say... They're grateful. 90% of people say they're grateful. 50% say that they have rarely contemplated the reality of their gratitude. So, I mean, if we just lined up people and asked if they were grateful, nine out of 10 are going to say, yeah, I am. When we ask them how real top of mind that they're living out from a place of gratitude, 50% say, yeah, not so much. So I thought it would be helpful besides the scripture verses and, of course, the awful parenting techniques I share with you on how not to, not to do parenting things. I'm the expert at what not to do in marriage and in parenting. And I thought it would be helpful to give you three things that might increase your attitude of gratitude where gra grateful could trump, no pun intended, hateful. Where grateful could trump, hateful. So here's the number one thing. Keep a journal. Keep a journal. If you have a great coach, he might even send you one. So keep a journal because it's not the, it's not the knowledge we lack. It's the acknowledgement of what we have that we lack recognizing. So it's not the knowledge we lack, it's the lack we acknowledge. And when we are thinking and thanking and we are jotting down those things that we are grateful for, it typically can change our disposition and the way we go about every single day. And it's also suggested that you read it four times a day. 
that's not my great idea. I stole that from somebody. And if you take anything from anything that anything that I do, you have stolen it at least twice, if not multiple times, because somebody said four times is when you get grateful, which is trying to trump the hateful. Yes. Yes. And yes. So thankfulness is an attitude and it is a practice. We got to practice. It's like exercising. Who wants to do that? Said nobody ever. However, when we do it, we're happy on the other side of it. Yes? Love it. Okay, number two, thank someone daily. So if you can't write in your journal, you can't read it four times, and you can't find things to be grateful for, then you can go to number two and you can just thank somebody. See, the deepest desire in human nature is to be appreciated. I know so many women who are so nice and so kind and so loving and so giving till they're not. They're so nice and so kind and so giving and so loving till they're not because someone has crossed the threshold and did not appreciate us. And then that's when we take all our love right back, right off the table. Right? We do that. If we're being honest, that's what we do. And so here's the thing about Thanking someone daily, it satisfies a human desire for them and it magnifies our place of gratitude. By thanking someone daily, we start start dumbing down on the complaining and we start charging up on the believing and receiving that we really do have so much more than we really need. And so I absolutely had to share something that I received in the mail recently where somebody was given thanks for me. And it happens to be from someone on the call, since this is confidential, I won't say who you are, you know who you are. You sent me this letter. Oh, I think we know who it is now. Anyway, the point is, is it says I'm giving thanks to the Lord. Like that's the scripture that I just read. So being told that you are appreciated. People being told that we are grateful matters. The other thing I came across as I was preparing for tonight's podcast was a letter that we received from the woman at the shelter where we spent every Thanksgiving um, since 2003. And here's what she wrote. We cannot let ourselves lose focus on the countless blessings he has provided. Faith, love, and gratitude are essential to our happiness. First, I'll tell you, she titled the email Judy Joys. Judy Joys. Not a lot of people would say Judy was joyful, you know, back in the day. People would say that now. They would not say that then. She said, giving thanks involves recognizing and giving thanks to people who bring true meaning to a holiday celebration. Some years ago, I was fortunate enough to begin a new holiday when the Hare family came to the Twin Oaks Shelter. They came with an abundance of love, grace, and genuine thanks for the blessings given in their life. She went on to say how great the food was. I didn't cook any of it. That's not true. I bought some of it, cooked some of it, and then I roped in a bunch of people to help me because 55 people to cook for was a lot, friends. Okay. Here's what she wrote. What was more valued than the meal was the interaction of each family member with those connected to the shelter the ease in which the children played together outside. There appeared to be zero difference in between them. The giver and the receivers were on the same plane. The comfort level extended across generations and all income levels. 
all of us were humbled by God, by God's blessings. Anyway, the letter reminded me of what a blessing that was to be the giver for all those thanksgivings. And more importantly, what were we the receivers? Because we always get more than we give. Isn't that true? We always get so much more than we give. So keep your journal, read it four times a day. Thank someone daily for the way that they are influencing, impacting um, your life in whatever way. And be specific. Don't just say thank you. Thank you is not nearly as much as thank you for this, this particular thing. Like my family should probably thank me specifically for the dinner before I made before the Zoom call. And I'm pretty sure they're going to do that as soon as I get off the call. Number three, my friends, look in the mirror. Number three way to be grateful is to look in the mirror because it's not what we look at, it's what we see. And here's what you all know. You all know that you were made with a God-given dignity. We, we know, we don't always act like it, we, don't, we know it, we don't always show it, that we are made in the divine image of God. We see Christ in one another way easier than when, than we see Jesus in ourselves. You, I, you all know that my kids said might act more like Judas than Jesus. That's a little family secret. And here's the deal. When we look in the mirror and we recognize that we were made in the divine image of God, there are some things that we do well. There are some gifts that God has bestowed upon us that make the world and the people we get to influence and impact a better place. And so when we can look in the mirror and we can see the face of Jesus at work in our hearts, in our lives, and in our minds, we do life different. When we are grateful, we are awake to the many ways in which God's blessings are abundant. So those are your three things to do to be grateful. And I wrote a poem for you before we end tonight's call. So here it is. We're one day away from the happy holiday, a chance to eat, to share, and to bless. Some have more and some have less. This feeling we get as we start the day, if others ask you, what will you say? I'm grateful for highs and I'm grateful for lows. Things we speak of, things no one knows. For what God has given and what's been taken away, for the countless blessings he sends our way. For food, for freedom, for faith, and for love, and for all good things that come from above. This day, it seems, should be set apart to ponder, to reflect what's in our hearts. We're happy, we're thankful, and we count our blessings. We are hateful, and we are grateful for the 2020 lessons. Amen and amen. Thank you for journeying with Judy on the Journey with Judy podcast. It is November 25th, 2020. Until we meet again, my friends, please do not forget it is never, ever, no matter whatever, too late to be who God has called you to be. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for listening to this episode of Journey with Judy. To learn more about Judy's coaching ministry, receive a complimentary session, and other services she offers, visit judyhair.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. And remember, it's never too late to be who God called you to be.
finding someone on an online Catholic dating site shouldn't be like shopping for a blender. So why do most dating sites leave you feeling like you're shopping for a spouse? At Catholic Singles, we connect members through our unique user polls and activities, which help you discover other members and their personalities and interests. Because you're a person, not a profile picture. So stop shopping and start discerning. Trust your love story to the original Catholic dating site and use the promo code BREADBOX at checkout for 20% off at catholicsingles.com.